Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast, episode 51, back with you. Once again, uh, thanks all for tuning in. We can see some of you in here already. So good evening to you all. Uh, David and Chris, I can see you in the chat. So thanks for joining us. If you're joining for the first time uh, and you're, you're new around here, first of all, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It massively helps us out and it means you'll probably never miss an episode again. Uh, but pop your comments on as we go along uh, and you can share your thoughts on how you thought the game went or whatever we're talking about. Pop your thoughts in and we'll discuss some of them as we go. Preferably less about the game, the better. Um, but what can you expect from this evening's episode? So, of course, we'll do our post-match reactions. They will be as short and sweet as ever. Uh, we'll have a, a man of the match, believe it or not. Uh, we'll have Chris's fan zone, fan focus, and of course, we'll finish off hopefully with Cole's pre-match presser. Uh, but before we get into all of the good stuff, we've just got one important message for you. <laughs> We would, of course, like to say a huge thank you to our sponsors, uh, our headline sponsors for this season, Eco Warm Windows. Uh, a massive, massive shout out to those uh, great guys over there. If you'd like to find out more about Eco Warm Windows or any of our other sponsors, then if you head over to our website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk, you can find out everything you need to know. And, of course, there is some new stuff over there. So we've got a, a nice little blog going on over there. So uh, Callum, who joins on the podcast not too long ago, you can uh, find some of his stuff over there. And there's, uh, so there's some written pieces over there. So if you fancy a little read, then uh, get yourself over there and, uh, and, and have a look. Uh, but without further ado, we will get stuck in. So it is, of course, our post-match reactions. Uh, a bit of a, a dull, a dull day over at Reading yesterday. Um, a, a classic case of if you don't take your chances whilst you're on top, then then teams can come and bite you in the backside, and that is exactly what happened yesterday. Um, let us know what your thoughts were on the game in the chat, and we'll pick out some of them, uh, some of them comments to have a look at. But Chris, we will uh, we'll hand over to you this time. Uh, what were your thoughts on yesterday's game? We're very good, <laughs> were it? <laughs> Baby breath. I thought you didn't. You didn't say I'd done a John, McG John McGinley podcast on us there. No, no, no just, I just, I don't know how to sum it up. I'm a bit, I don't know. Um, yeah, not You're the window, to be honest with you. Hey, you look close to tears. Oh, you are emotional. I'm just, I'm just, I must admit, it's not that sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of the words reaction. There's more to come. Uh, just get on with it. You know what I mean? There's a game to be won. And I think what summed it up for me, there's, I mean, I've got loads of notes here and all that. But what summed it up for me was their winner. That was scored by Kalen Vickers. 
It was his first professional goal. Um, he just he didn't do watching it over again. He, I mean, he, he makes a great run at the front post. He loses his man. He just wanted it more. And and I think there's a lot of that for me in these negative performances, in these poor results, that that seems to be the common denominator, that we just didn't want it enough. Um, I'm happy to lose if they put... You know, if they put a shift in, if they put the heart and soul into it, they played for the shirt, um, and they just didn't. That second half was just abject yesterday. It was do whatever you can to hold on to a, a really slender 1-0 lead. I don't think it was any coincidence that we scored just after all the tennis balls came, back, came on the pitch because it, it just seemed to... Disrupt. Obviously, it was it was banned, it was meant to disrupt the game, but it disrupted the flow of the game. Um, and we seemed to, well, we got. I mean, Dempsey did really well to flick it over for Dion, but we just seemed to react a little bit better after the tennis ball incident, um, and that's what got us the lead. A great finish. I mean, you can always rely on Dion, um, and we'll touch on that in a bit. Not when um, he's only got one arm, you can't. I know. So I mean, it's yeah. But we'll save that for later. But I just thought the second half was without strategy. It was without a plan. It was without effort. Um, I just thought it was awful. Um, there are circumstances that compound it all. The referee's inconsistency with yellow cards. Santos, is, I don't think, was a yellow. And we spoke earlier about Toll's first yellow. It was absolutely stupid. And, it, and I hope he gets a, a, a bollocking for it, basically, off ever. Because he twice, it was a second descent that got in the yellow. The ball had gone out back post and he went back for more. And he left the ref no alternative. So when you've got your two centre-arse on a yellow card, early doors, you, you're always on the back foot. Um, Dion's... I was on the toilet, so and I can't slag you off anymore about... That's my you know, trick. That's your <laughs> trick, and I always pick up on it. But I actually went to the toilet when Dion was clean through. Um, it wasn't a red, and it wasn't a penalty. The, the contact was outside the box, and there was a covering defender. However, it was a clear foul, and it was a yellow card. Um, it was a ridiculous decision. But that aside... Um, I just felt that we were, it was all down to us. Um, I've also, I don't know what your thoughts are, the three of you, and obviously everybody who's watching about um, Savage's goal and about Baxter. I do, I, I struggle to see how he's let that in. He's 25 yards out, there's nobody near him, granted. But the way he addresses the ball and the way that it sort of squirms in at the post, I really don't... He yeah. should do better, yeah. better with that for me. It doesn't take any yeah. flex. Um, I think the only thing for me was with his, with his body position and how he's addressing the ball, it looks like he's going to put it in the other corner. Maybe he's taking a step. I don't know. But I thought 
I don't think for a minute you should have let that in because overall he had an excellent game. Um, so, no, somebody just said he looked, looked a bit maybe like he was blindsided. There was hardly any traffic in front of him. Anyway, but other than that, I, I can't blame I can't blame Nathan Baxter for yesterday. No chance because overall we were poor. That's all we were indeed, uh, and a lot of the comments in the chat are, uh, are mirroring more or less exactly that. Um, I don't think anyone really is disagreeing. Uh, a lot to be said about the substitutions, uh, perhaps lacking a a bit of quality, but uh, some people have mentioned that they were all like for like. Ange, what do you think about the subs? Do you think they were... Do you think there were other options on that bench that could have perhaps changed the game? Or do you think we should have looked to, to change shape? What were your thoughts on the subs and, and how they were made? You've got you've got a couple of ways of looking at those subs. I wonder whether he actually decides on his subs before the match and just goes with it, regardless of what's happening. Um, because, like you say, it's like for like, why is John Daddy not coming on? sooner he's getting five minutes at the end yeah. like i know he's just coming back from injury but it's now, isn't it? and he's been on that bench for, do you know what i mean it's you can't be saving somebody who potentially could make a difference in a game like that until the last five minutes to go for me um you could also say that bench isn't great to look at either you haven't got a lot of options on it um it's a worry. We 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 we're a couple light, and I think we said this at the end of the transfer window that we feel a couple light, and this might this next couple of weeks could be a really tricky period for us with yeah. Mendes Gomez out, potentially Dion tall on a red. Ah, the thought of Peter Brown Saturday is giving me nightmares already. Um. And I can see everyone's frustration and it's that whole, and Chloe put it in the chat before about there's no plan B, but yesterday didn't even feel like there was a plan A. It was just, it was a bit of a game of two halves. The first half I thought we, we should have put it to bed. So you look at the first couple of games of the season and we were three nils up, half time, job done. We doesn't matter that it was slightly, maybe what you'd call uh, less lesser opposition. You've got to come out of the traps and you've got to put it to bed, especially away from home early doors. And those chances that were missed cost us. Yeah. Essentially. Certainly did. Um, it's, it's frustrating, really, when, especially yesterday, when we're so low on numbers that didn't really feel like we had anyone on that bench that could come on and win us the game or. I mean, obviously, when we went 2-1 down, I don't think there was much chance of us winning it anyway. But when the subs were made, I don't think that there was anyone really that could come on and, you know, help us increase our lead or, or anything. Um, I think, um, sorry, Ben. I think Liam made a good point about um, about Morley being on the bench. And obviously, he's not an attacking player. He's a, he's a midfielder. But given the fact that the... The, the the area of the field which was the most populated and highest percentage of where the ball was throughout the game was in midfield. I, I kind of agree with that a little bit. 
maybe bring on one striker and pack out midfield. Um, and Morley can, you know, is an ideal, uh, an ideal player to do that. Um, not the daftest idea in the world at all, that Liam. I don't think. No, it was uh, it was just just a shame that it just felt like there was no one on that bench that could that could win a game or, or turn it on its head. Um, uh, but it, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? It's Morley had been in a really poor run of form. Uh, yeah, he, he, he had, and yeah, I think we a few. Danny's just mentioned the same thing, and I think we've all identified yeah. it. And I think. Morley, Aaron himself would admit that he's not been in the best form. But if you looked at him at, at the Salford game, granted against the lower league opposition, he seemed to be more like the Aaron Morley that we that we've seen yeah. in the past. But they weren't great opposition. They they no, weren't they, they weren't the, the Reading that came down and we all thought, oh, like it'll be a, it'll be a tough mm -hmm. one. They were actually not anything to be afraid of. We just we just didn't. Show up. No. Second half, we did not no. come back no. out of that funnel. No. No, but there's also been some calls of poor in-game management, and I think that relates half to the subs, perhaps insight into to not changing the game plan. Cole, we're going to go to you for this one. Um, do you think there should have been a change of shape? Do you think that the subs were wrong? Do you think the in-game management perhaps lacked a little bit? What do you think on, on that front, just in terms of in-game management and how the game sort of could have been managed from the sidelines? Do you think it could have been any better? I I, um, I got stressed. I, I didn't go to the game yesterday. I was watching it intermittently um, at my mother-in-law's birthday. So um, I have watched the highlights back briefly. But yeah, not got the best of steer on this week's game, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Um, I'm certainly not going to sit here and start to critique Ian Everett's tactical prowess in any way, shape or form. I don't think any of us should, really. I think, once again, it's a, it's a bump in the road. Um, what I'd say is it's a 46-game season. We're only seven games into it. We've got a few injuries. All teams get injuries. We'll come good again. We'll get beat again. It's just the way it is. Manner of defeats, I get it. Obviously, yesterday, I think, from what I saw the first half, we, we should have put the game to bed. I think it's probably an element of uh, mentality from our players' perspective. I think they thought they'd won the game yesterday before they even turned up. Again, um, whether that's Ian Everts uh, bullying them up too much, possibly. I don't know. Maybe they think they're better than they are, possibly. I don't know. Um, but certainly from a tactical perspective, I'm certainly not going to start saying that you should do this, you should do that, you should have a plan B, C, D. I don't believe in any of that. I said it before, I think you should just make plan A better. Um, that's just my eyes, my opinion, sorry. Um, but I've got a couple of stats for you. So Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth both, both got promoted last season, as we we, we both we all know. Um, Sheffield Wednesday gained 96 points in a promotion winning season. Um Plymouth won 101 points as champions in a promoted winning season. They lost, both of which lost two of their opening seven games. Sheffield Wednesday lost away at Peterborough and at home to Barnsley. And Plymouth lost away at Fleetwood and away at Charlton. I'm telling you that because there's a massive, as, as always, as, as football fans, especially ourselves, we were, you, we, you know, we, we wear our hearts on our sleeve. 
Massive overreaction. There's lots of football to play. Let's just move on. Let's just look at it, the bigger picture. Uh, Realise where we're at at the moment in terms of personnel and go again. That's my thoughts well, on it all. You, you can certainly tell he's been on holiday. If there was anyone I would have heard that from, I probably, probably wouldn't have put it down as you. Um, in what sense? I don't know. You usually seem a little bit more, uh, perhaps not rash, but a little bit more straightforward with your uh with <laughs> with your thoughts yeah well I, th I think maybe that's because i didn't go so i, I as i said it last season and stuff it, that i follows but well whatever what i watched on iphone yesterday actually but through reddin's channel um and, and uh, it's rubbish you can't you can't get a perspective on it like chris is talking about baxter being at fault possibly for the goal i, I couldn't tell it's a lot of crap to be honest. I mean, um, we couldn't tell. You couldn't tell from where we were stood that it was yeah. but you we were just it was like oh it was it was and some of it on the chat it felt like it was in slow motion. It just mm. all of a sudden it you're like oh I'm not, you know what I might I might have it wrong. I have watched yeah, it, I, yeah. I watched it back early. I mean I watched it live and I watched it back. Are you, I just use that as an example, Chris. I'm just I'm just obviously yeah, yeah. Ben, ben saying, you know, why do I why have I got that certain kind of mm. opinion on yesterday and, and that that's yeah. why I didn't I didn't oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. And I think when you have just done that journey we've just done and you are knackered and you it pisses you piss you right off. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, just yeah. that and it and it I might have not felt quite so aggrieved if I'd have not gone, but and you don't go to expect to win, but you go to expect a performance. And no, that, I, I, I think that's a pro that's part of the problem, Land. I think a lot of them eighteen, nineteen hundred that went yesterday would have gone there expecting to win. Yeah, and, and I think the players went there expecting to win, and and mm. that's probably why you know half time they were comfortable one nil as as comfortable as a one nil could possibly be, and 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 Reading played above themselves and beat us. Because I think we need that, to, the attitude obviously wasn't right. One thing that we've not spoken about is, and possibly the elephant in the room, is um, the opportunities that we had at 1 0. Yeah, well, it's the league, the league one footballers, aren't they? They're not, they're not going to be, you know, they are calling, they are calling, but efficient as you'd like and hope and want. But then they're playing league one opposition, so they should be they're playing the same caliber of player as they mm. are. So yeah, they're going to miss some. But when you're one on one with a keeper, and they're the toughest ones. Our, our, our best striker, Dion Charles, is 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 very poor one on one. That's why I've been working so hard on it. They're the hardest ones when the, the player who hasn't got that composure that the top level elite. Footballers have to, to finish the chances. I mean, it was his touch, weren't it, that let him down there? He was, was one on one, he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't like he was one on one, straight no. eyeballing the, the lower league footballers tend to finish chances that they need less time to think about. Mm. The ones that have more time to think about, like like Victor's yesterday, they tend to miss them. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I'm only looking at one one up. One of the opportunities, one where the ball was one that sit. We were we were very unfortunate. Um the yeah, it was his first touch that let him down. The actual shot itself was a, a net product of the first touch, and it was yeah, it was yeah. But would it have been justified? I don't think our play justified. So I've seen people saying we should have been two, three, four nil up. Maybe two, 
should have been two. two. Definitely, definitely yeah. two. 100%. And if it is two, you go into half time at 2 0, you're not losing that game. Um, I was saying to Chris earlier, we both said 1 0. That what it's a horrible scoreline. I hate being at 1 0. It's the most uncomfortable I ever feel is being at 1 0. Of course it is. It's a, yeah, it's it's a slender lead. You, it's on a knife edge. You, well, you saw yesterday what can happen. I don't think the the the, the massive amount of of um, bookings um, to three out of half back five helps either because it just puts them. No, they're on edge, aren't they? On from, from on pressure. First thirty minutes and all your back lines got on a yellow card. It's like so as much as we can't blame the ref and the linesman on our side. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't what even, was he all about? Hayden's asking me asking me a question there, Ben, about what I thought. Vic, can you just bring that up, if you don't mind? Indeed. So he said, Colin. So you thought Vic shouldn't have scored that one-on-one pass from Dempsey? I'm not saying he, he should have scored. Of course, he should have scored. But my my point is, is the the the, the players who play at the lower le- level. The ones when you have longer time to, to think about the, 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 the opportunity, they tend to miss more than they score because they're not good enough to play at a higher level. And this is this is why Dion's openly admitted that he's been practicing these one on ones with our goalkeeper because they, they don't have the composure to finish them, them chances as, as often as we'd, we'd all hope. I mean, look at them in isolation, yeah, when, when they replayed on Twitter. 400 times in less than 24 hours, you're going to look at it and think, yeah, he should have scored. But he's, mm. as I said, he's playing League One, isn't he? He's not, he's not going to bag all the time. Otherwise, he wouldn't play it for us. It's funny you mentioned that, actually, because if you look at his, his hat-trick when he played at home, they were all almost Instinct. identical goals, balls that mm. came in from the side. He had no real choice about where That's to put soft, it, it, when to put it, how to hit it. It just... You just guide it in, just guide it in. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about all the all the players at, the, at this level. Probably other than maybe the the, the lad who, who's at Peterborough, who's obviously playing at a higher level in the champ and done all right. But a lot well, of I think are, that's, the, that's the issue, though, and like what Mark said in the chat, it's the fact that you can you can forgive it in a free player a little bit, but it's cost us. Well, yeah, exactly. But if, if we win, it doesn't matter, does it? You forget about it. That's it, isn't it? It's a you forget about what if we win? What do you forget about if we win? What, what he misses? Or what any player misses? Is that what you mean? Cole. I don't know. Sorry. What do you forget about if we win that match? What do you, well, you, miss, what you forget about the, the, the guilt-edged opportunities that the forwards have missed, don't you? Yeah. You know, or you don't certainly don't critique him as much as as, as we are bound to do because we lost. Well, we've been having a completely <laughs> different conversation, wouldn't we? If we don't. Yeah, you just look at the end tally <laughs> of the season and think, oh, he yeah. scored ten, or he scored fifteen, or whatever it is. You forget about. I saw it, a stat. You? I saw a stat yesterday, and I don't want to get bloody bogged down with stats and stuff because just talk about the football. But um, on Lundaloo and Jerome, one goal between them in. Nine months of football was it? Maybe I've got that wrong. Is that what it's been? Um, are you sure? Is that, I think it was nine months. 
Is that including summer January. though, when they not play for three? Well, it's January, isn't it? So we're in September now. Yeah, Nine but, months. Like I said they don't play for three months, either during the summer. Oh. Eighteen months, says Liam. Oh, it's oh, hang on, hang on. I'm getting we're getting a stream of eighteens here. Where are we getting this from, lads? Can somebody well, call? Cameron Jerome is not here to score goals, is he? We discussed this. No, he's not. We've touched on this before and we're flogging the dead horse a little bit. He's not a goal scorer. Let's face it. Oh, like you said, it historically. And that's my frustration, though. So why bring him on when we need to score a goal? Wow. Because he's worried about he's, he wants to protect John Daddy Bob Barson, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but then we need John, Bob, John Daddy Bob Barson to come on the pitch and score goals because we need to yeah. win the match. So um, but if, if it means if it means Bob Barson missing five, ten games because he rushed him. Well, he ain't playing, so what does it matter? If the, doc, yeah. if the doctor's so the same one thing you play him in that game and he wins the match and then he's out for two, so I'll take it because at the minute he's sitting on the bench till 85 minutes right. anyway. But I think um, I'd, rather, I'd rather protect him for the rest of the season. For when? Forever? Um, well, well, just, still? Depends on what the doctors are saying to Ian Everett, don't they, really, about his, about his recovery. He might not be match. He's obviously not match fit. Well, then why is he on the bench? Why is he on the bench? Just impactful. Five minutes. Why is he on the bench if he's not match fit? You don't put a non-match fit player on your bench. You don't. You don't bring him on at all. Especially when you're low on numbers. Yeah, I think that's probably... Hang on a minute. There was something... um, Where where are we? Where are we? I think it was David... Yeah, David Green mentioned it's a team game. I think... From the goals that we've scored this season, where they've come from, there's a certain, there's definitely a lack outside of the, the top two, i.e. midfield. I think yesterday, um, Dan, is it Aziz who plays for Reading? Um, ran that midfield. His stats back it up. If you, I won't start quoting them, just have a look online. But Aziz ran that midfield. It was his debut for Reading yesterday. And our midfield. It's probably the strongest area of our team, or it should be, or and it has been. And he ran that midfield in his debut. Um, I thought if I've said it a few times, I don't, I don't know what I, I dread to think what would have happened if George Thomason wasn't holding that midfield together yesterday. Yeah, no, agreed. I really do. I the the, the that I'm not saying that she and Dempsey didn't contribute um but there was nothing there was nothing else going on in that midfield in terms of he's very busy isn't he? the game he's very busy isn't he he's yeah not, he's, he's, he's think, always he's always around the play the, the action isn't he? i think All dempsey action. you can you, I, i'm i'm not going to criticize him but he went in south though yesterday, wasn't no, and, and it? And it does make you wonder, given all the injury issues that we've got, and given the fact that it's been reported that he's obviously got this issue with his back, how are they managing it? Is it with painkilling injections? Is it with this? And is it is it it's not injured? sitting him on the bench and protecting him, is what it's not. No, no, <laughs> no. And and that's worrying because of the longer term impact that it could yeah. potentially have. Um, and he was he, he was pedestrian by his standards yesterday. Literally by his standards, and because he throws himself in front of everything. And yesterday, yeah. you you could tell he was looking after him. So he was trying to look after himself. Yeah. I think. And that's worrying. And that's worrying from a squad depth point of view. That 
you, obviously we've had the discussion about Bod Varson and why is there a lack of impact from him? Is it because of injury? And then in the same breath, we're talking about a player who has clearly got an injury problem, who is starting games. Who have been told have got an injury problem. Correct. It's yeah, not speculating. Yeah. It's been reported and it's been confirmed in press conferences by our manager that he has a problem with his back. So, yeah, it's madness. I just don't, I just don't, I just, for me, that is a non-thing now with JDB. He is not on that bench because of uh, because he's coming back from injury. He's not, he's just we not in favour or whatever. He's, we he's, don't know that though, do we? We don't. We don't know that for No, but that's my so. opinion, Colin. Like, no, no, yeah. That's why you sat there. No, no, I know, I, I agree. I know what you're saying, but I just look at it, I just try to look at it like from the, the advice that he must be getting on, on, on a player that, you know, I think he rates highly. And if you look back before before uh, he got injured, Dion and, and he was starting Bob every week. He was starting every week, and he mm. would he, he, he was probably the best player on on the pitch working with, with Dion. So in in Everton knows that they were gelling. It'll I, be interesting I to see. It'll be interesting to see whether against Peterborough he starts with Bod Varson and that might be why he didn't come he might have earlier. Not for the option. He might have no against Reading. <laughs> yeah. um, um, another thing as well, it is and I don't want to be super critical, but we need to we need to cut through the you know being overly positive because it, it 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 was pretty poor yesterday. Um seven games in We've played how many Papa John's games? It just is it just a Salford game we played in the Papa John's? It is, isn't it? So, yeah. and we're talking about player fatigue. So, Rand, Randall Williams and Victor Adebayo um, were were tired. Not my words. Um, we're seven games in, and they've just had a break. They weren't on international duty. Was he talking? Was it? Was it? Was he talking tired as in blowing out their arse, or was he talking tired in terms of men, no mentally and within the game? I speed? don't think it makes a difference, Colin. Whether it's whether it's physical fatigue or mental fatigue, we're seven games in eight games with Papa John's into a season, and they've been at home. They've, they've not been on international duty. They've been rested, or they've been away. They've done, you know, re recuperate. They've, they've like been on holiday and stuff, haven't they? They've not even been training every day. They've been, they've had a, they've had a, yeah. a rest. That worries, that worries me. I don't, I don't understand. It just seems like it, it, it just seems like a really, it's a really lame excuse for me. Let's get, let's, let's be right about it. And it was, to be fair, Liam. Yeah, it was quite um, muggy. Shall we say it was quite? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't particularly sunny, but it was a. It was quite a warm day when we when we finally landed down there. So, but yeah, no, we've had our days. Sorry, I think it's, it's one of them. I think only Everett will really know how his players are feeling. I mean, we can sit from yeah. the stands and and speculate about you know Absolutely. it wasn't, but you know. I think we've had a run of, of really quite rough physical games. So, and I think he said that Randall was was physically looked physically tired, and I think he said um, Victor was just tired. Uh, but I know he, he specified that Randall looked physically tired, and we know he's not the most physical of players anyway. So yeah. after being battered about for the last four or five weeks, even with some days off, you know it's bound to take its toll. Um, 
you know, it's a tough one to take, and there's there's so many different things that you you can pick up on. Um, but you know, players get tired, no matter whether it's seven games into the season or five. Um, you've got to remember that Randall and Victor are new to this system; they haven't been with us all that long, although. You know, they've had some time, they've had a preseason. So Randall had been out of favour at Hull and hadn't started many games, and Victor was probably sat on the halfway line for 80 minutes per game with Burton. Um, so you've, you've got to give them time to sort of get used to how we're playing and get up to speed. If you all, speed all you have to do is it's only seven games. Exactly, and we're already falling apart. Uh, no, but that's what I'm going back to what Ben's saying about um, um you know, gelling and, and, and understanding the roles and the mental state of, of, of what Ian ever expects from, from them as well. You know, that, that takes its toll. Tired is a word that you could use over, a, you know, several numerous tiredness, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all Absolutely. tired. <laughs> and um, like I said, all you have to all you have to look at is, is Dempsey and how long it took him to to properly bed in and settle in. Um, but forty games left, There's forty football matches left this season. Exactly, uh, and players only really hit their peak fitness halfway through the season. You know, they pick up niggles at the start of the season and in pre-season, they get fatigued towards the end. So, you know, they'll only really hit full fitness. 20 odd games into the season um but we will we'll head off away from that and, and into what is probably going to be a well either a relatively straightforward or a relatively difficult segment with our fan zone man of the match <laughs> right so yeah we're still going to do a man of the match because we always do um yeah so Tom, Tom or next that's probably there's yeah. probably not not a huge amount of um of, of options to be fair but we'll we'll go through and see what everyone thinks so we'll start with Chris George Thomason also put him in the chat if you want to if you want to vote I think it'll be a probably be a clean sweep but yeah. <laughs> landslide from what I can see yeah. uh, Go on, Colin. Yeah, likewise, like, as I said to you earlier on, I didn't watch the game properly, shall we say. So from what I could see and what I could tell, uh, Josh Thompson, especially in the first half, was um, pretty dominant in that midfield. And yeah, he's growing uh, each and every week into a good, 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 good midfield, who I think is uh, likely to be our captain in the future. Uh, ben? Uh Exactly what everyone else has said, George Thomason for me. Um, just he's becoming uh, a stalwart in that midfield. Um, yeah, unplayable, I think, yesterday. Didn't deserve even remotely to be in a losing side. No. Um, I went with Dion just because that goal was immense that he scored. Um, and as per, he worked his socks off. But yeah, we've got, we've got a pretty <laughs> unanimous decision. I think in the chat and on the panel, and it George Thomason gets this week's man of the match. Fantastic. Yay. And we will now head over into Chris's section 
which is, of course, your fan zone fan focus. Hello, lads and ladies. Sorry, no, sorry, wrong one, wrong podcast. Sorry, that was a tribute to Nappers. That if you think we're in a bad way, think about Fleetwood, think about Nappers, and think about losing every game this season. Uh, you, think, you think you think that's what's happened? Yeah, I know. Isn't it? Well, fully you say that, Colin, because I'm actually going to kick off with a little bit of a positive. <laughs> so uh, this one is courtesy, and I'm putting myself right in the firing line here. Yeah. I appreciate that. But BWFC714, regular contributor to the pod and Mr. Stats for me. Um, also in the chat this evening, we have noticed. Thank you very much. We appreciate your contributions. Yeah, Both on and off the podcast. I to you by your Twitter handle. I don't know your name. So, uh, well, there you <laughs> His go. YouTube handle is also BWFC714. And hey, if you... If you prefer the I can never say that word. If you prefer being anonymous, then that's fine. Not an issue with that. But thank you for your input and thank you for all who inputted, so to speak. Uh, so after seven games, 21-22 season, we had 12 points. Last season we had 11, and this season we have 13. Steady so, where you're going with this one? Yeah, you are. Steady on yeah. where you're going. Yeah, with this well. One. Mr. Happy Clapper. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll quote Ricky Gervais on this one. You can have... Legend. You can have your own opinion. You can't have your own facts. Yeah. Simple as that. So, say what you want. It was shit yesterday. We've had some ropey results this season. Yeah. Come on, Jerome. The London need to be shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Ian <laughs> Evans not got a clue. We haven't got a plan B. We're bothered about. Yeah, we. Yeah. Look, I've, 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 and I'm sure that I'm in good company in in the the conversation. And it just doesn't make me a better fan than anybody else. I hasten to add. But <laughs> thanks, Leo. Great quote. But I don't want guitar lessons. Um, <laughs> I've supported Bolton for 36 years. And people say you're an happy clapper, Chris, you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, these moments, don't you, Chris? <laughs> I, I have my moments, yeah. Um, but I'm not. Simple as that. You think I am? Fair enough. But we are where we are, and we've got uh, quite a job to do to get out of this league. That's prove it, etc. Budgets are not. Budgets aren't great even though we've had bond money and this and that and the Swiss investors and da 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 we, do, we have started to spend money, but we've started to spend money after a period of time of not spending any money. So, obviously, that increases expectation. I get that. And we have to get out of this goddamn league. Of course we do. Jesus Christ. But the facts are the facts that we have this season more points at this stage, after seven games, than we have in three seasons. Simple. It's a fact. It's a worse league. That's an opinion. Yeah? So you can see where I'm going with it. Um, so thank you for that, BWFC714. 
a rare gleam ray of sunshine into what's been an absolutely awful season so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely terrible. Um, and the uh, mid-tier LED ribbon, Alex, as well. So, yeah, so new screens. One but can he score 20 goals? Well, that's it, isn't it? And has it got a plan B? <laughs> is it? Are they up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of them is, allegedly. It looks like, it looks like a post-it pad. The, but anyway. the one on the opposite corner? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So... We'll start on the positive. Um, the next give one, I think we've got some negatives, Chris. Give us some negatives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got loads of them. Uh, Michael, MB, and Jack Halliwell. Looking, looking at. I'm not going to alienate Unlunderloo because I think outside of Dion Charles, even though we've got two goal scorers in the top six, one being Adebayo and the other being. Um, Sorry, I just got put off by a message then. Uh, the other being Dion, obviously. The lack of goal threat. Do we need another Dion? Um, we struggle, wouldn't we? Really? I think we struggle to get another Dion in this league. If anybody mentions Clark Harris, <laughs> turn the pod off. Um, he's a brilliant striker, but we've already had this debate. Um, and yes, he and Dion... In, statistical terms, would get you 40 goals a season. Would they get you 40 goals a season if they played together? I very, very much doubt it, and I think that's the problem. Um, do we need more quality up front? Undeniably, yeah, I think we do. But it's finding that right player that complements Dion. And I think we've already had this conversation as well that we all know, and I think it was pretty unanimous that when we said it, that the partnership that is probably the the, the, the the best to complement each other is Dion and Inyon Daddy. Um, so that's, what, that's why he's keeping him back. That's yeah. why he needs to play him. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there you go. Um, and then finally, this one from Brandon. And I, I, and I, I saw this coming. Because because of the grief that she got the other week, um, and we very rarely mention other podcasts on our podcast for obvious reasons, but Maggie Teplow the other week uh, from the Wanderer podcast with Jack Dearden got an absolute tirade of abuse for questioning... Ricardo Santos's leadership skills, and I, to be fair, I don't agree with it because leaders lead in different ways. You know, they're not always vociferous. They're not always shouty, barky. Do this, do that. Um, so I'm not talking about him specifically, but I think her point. I can see where she's coming from. That there was definitely 100% yesterday in that second half a lack of leadership a lack of direction as to what we do with that game and where we take it and Brandon mm. raised it again and, and we've spoke about it when, when it's going well we've got leaders all over the pitch yeah 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 Thomas exactly is a future captain of course he is getting Jones's vice Dempsey used to be a captain at Gillingham yeah, got yeah. Baxter is 
everybody's noticed how how vocal he is from the back, which is obviously influenced by working with Matt Jilts. You know, it, it, there are leaders out there, but they go into the shell. And when I, we need them most, when you need them most, that's... exactly. You've got to be. The thing is, and we touched on it early doors. Have we got it? And we always we, we try to put a definition around it. And I don't think anybody can. But I think one of the one of the things is being mentality monsters, being able to react in certain situations, all situations in some way. And there was a lack of it yesterday. But the but there wasn't against Derby. No. The, no. the way they, the way they responded to going behind against Derby when they were the best Excellent. side, yeah. And yeah. then the way that they saw the game out when the opposition went down to ten men, which often does happen, yeah, was fantastic. And that was what everybody wants to see. You can't it's pick just, and choose, though, Colin. Even if no, you try no, no. and you fail, you've got to try. Yeah, and you can't pick and choose your games when you. Well, do as I said it. before, I think the reason why we weren't lost that game yesterday was two reasons: we didn't finish our chances. And I think the team thought they'd won it before they, as well as the majority of the fans, I would suspect, thought they'd won the game before they even got off the coach. Yeah. It's um, it, it's funny you mentioned that, that have we got it? Because I think what, what we try to define is it changes on a week-by-week basis. Wow. Uh, and that's a really easy way for fans to criticise the performances and say we aren't good enough because we haven't got it. Mm. Because it changes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it at the start of the season could have been we don't we didn't score enough goals last season, mm. and then you look at the table three four games into the season when we've battered teams three 0 you know consecutively, and then all of a sudden it isn't a problem because we've yeah, scored yeah. nine goals in three or whatever it was. Forever moving feast. You're right. You're right. But I think there is. But that's I the think... thing when you've got it. You, it, yeah. you don't have those issues because no, you you adapt to whatever. No, no so from game to game, there's a core element to it, and I think it, I, I think I think a lot of it, it. I think a lot of it is mentality, um, and you saw it yesterday. Heads went down, um, and we've seen it before. And it, I think a lot of it is mental strength. Um, there was no fight yesterday. There was no, no. There was no fight. There wasn't very much togetherness. It was a bit. It's just all a bit meh on the pitch, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I think the so. only one who really showed any of that is probably Thomason, uh, and obviously Dion when he got his chance, put it away and and, and looked on it all game. Um, but when he got his second and third chance, he didn't, did he? <laughs> That's why. Yeah. We <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Um, it's a really tough one to take that yesterday um because well, i think I, think... I said to you chris after the game it was one of them where if we'd uh, held on to one nil you could excuse the second half and you you sit and look back at the derby game and think that's two massive games where we've come out and come away with six points and it's probably sits us in the top two yeah. um but we, we've already all said it and we're going to say it again but um League One is a is a long old season. We've still got this amount of this many games to play five times over, and I'll I'll tell you now if the top four still look like Exeter, Port Vale, Oxford, and Stevenage in that order by the end of the season, well I'll up. get Port Vale tattooed on my ass. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. big claim! Oh, that's a 
Clip that. Clip that one. Yeah. If the top four is is specifically in that order, I I swear what, to God, I'll get a nail tattooed on a cheek. What was it? What was the order again? Exeter in first place. Yeah. Port Vale in second. Yeah. Oxford in third. Yeah. And Stevenage in fourth. Right, and they've got to finish. Now, in if that any order. greater being, if any greater being exists, then please, for for the love of God, just. Change it around a little bit by the end of the season. Did you, get that, did you get that order tattooed on your You're house? right. You're right, Ben. It won't end up like that. No, it definitely it won't. won't. Like it won't. But, and by the way, if there's anybody from Port Vale listening back to this, it's not a dig at you, by the way, from what I can gather <laughs> anyway. You've had a brilliant start to the season, especially after coming back after an absolute tanking first day away at Barnsley 7-0. What a response. Speaking so of Paul Speaking of Paul off topic, but then it, am I right in saying that they've switched the away ends this for next season? We're at the opposite side. Yeah, of the I, yeah. Really, right, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, give, a, give us a bigger allocation because that stand's bigger, is that right? Something like that. But it's definitely a different away end. Uh, but at least you won't get birds. Who on you, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, there'll be definitely bird shitting on the other side of the stand as well, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, but we will finish off with your very own pre-match presser from Carl. And if that picture doesn't cheer you up, you need to give your Nothing will. Nothing will. Right, okay, so going into... Um, a big game next week against Peterborough. Um, if you aren't a season ticket holder and you do wish to go to the game, it's actually only £10 for adults and £5 for kids. So, family day! Family day. It's definitely worth considering coming down and watching us get beat against Peterborough and Johnson Clark Harris scoring a hat trick. Do <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> you imagine if that happened? Um, Obviously, we, 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 we very well know that we've uh, got a few injuries in camp um, and, and that this wafer-thin squad that we've got is, is likely to, to struggle. Um, but instead of asking you what you know what, what are your expectations of the game, what or who do you think will be our strike partners? Who's going to be up front for um, the game, knowing what we know? And also... What do we think ahead of, of that particular game? I'll start with Ange, ladies first. Well, I bloody hope it's Dion. <laughs> but I'm, well, it, doesn't I'm sound like it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be Ange, does I'm it? very, very concerned that it's not going to be. So, ideally, I'd like, I would like, knowing what we know now, which is nothing about Dion, I would like Dion and JDB. But yeah. knowing pretty much... Dion was in agony, wasn't he, yesterday? And it doesn't sound yeah. good at all. Can, can you expand on people? People who didn't go. What? What? I know he fell awkwardly. What happened after he he got injured? Oh, he didn't. He didn't get up, did he? So he, he, it's not like Dion. He, he, you could tell. I, I, my heart sank yeah. when he went down. You could tell he was in real trouble. Um, so he landed awkwardly. Yeah. Well. He went Donald. over the defender and rolled on his shoulder. Right. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't nice. Oh, no. 
So no. it's, he said that it wasn't as serious as it, it could have been. Like, it was a dislocation, but he was in unbearable pain. Thank you, Chris Burton. That is what he yeah. said. He yeah. seems to think that it might be ligament damage to the shoulder. It's um, like a minute from, I think, two, four. two to no, three. No, it, it causes, it, it, it reduces stability around the shoulder. They're really unstable joint, your shoulder. Mm. I, I'm sure. Will know about more than me, but yeah. Yeah, so as soon as you start getting that. soft tissue damage, the, the the chances of it dislocating and just spontaneously dislocating grows massively. So yeah, shoulders are nasty. Who was it? Who was it that we had playing for us who suffered with shoulder injuries consecutively? Oh. I think no. MJ dislocated his shoulder. No, when he MJ. I don't think no, he was no, in. No. It wasn't in this current batch of, of the era. No, I know you mean, and it kept it kept going, and it was it a vital player. Okay. Can't remember who it were. The fielder, I think it were from memory. Can't remember. Nicky Nicky We've had a few Nicky Hunts in the chat. I don't think yeah. it was Nicky Hunt. No, it was a recent-ish player. Yeah, was, he, was he not in League Two? Anyway, I don't know, but yeah. No. Anyway, we digress. So Sorry. if it's not if it's not Dion and Yon Daddy, then it's gonna have to be Yon Daddy, either on his own <laughs> or with Victor. I think. Well, that's a question, isn't it? You know, it, it could, could, could we see a tweaking formation given you what might. we're currently dealing with? Could he maybe play? You might have to. You know, might have to. Might have to, might you? That's a possibility. Chris, what are you thinking? It's pointless <laughs> even talking about it, isn't it? Because there's not much other option, is there, really? We've got what we've got. Um, I guess we'll find out tomorrow based on scan results or whatever, what the situation is with Dion. Um, but I hate to say it, I, based on previous, I, I'd be I'd be very surprised if it's not Victor and Dan up top. I'd be very surprised. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's... Meh. Again. Yeah, it's just one of them, isn't it? You just gotta you you just gotta get on with what you got. I mean, there is an option to change formation and, and, and add more bite in midfield or play somebody just behind a front man on his own. Um yeah. You've also got Which the question all mark over the defense for Saturday as well, haven't you? Because obviously we know that Tolls are injured. Uh Forrester's likely to play Forrester, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Will it be right side of centre half and Geth left side of centre half? Have we seen Geth at left side of centre half before? Or will Idea yeah. come back in? That's another question, isn't it? Because he, he he looked a bit rusty yesterday, didn't he? When he came on. Bad yesterday. Yeah. Um Ashworth's carrying an injury from the internationals. Yeah. Um Forrester is inevitably going to come in. Um Brandon's saying that. Forrest is likely to play on the left and Jones on the right. Obviously, that's probably, yeah, I would probably yeah, go with that. Um, but we were so exposed yesterday in between wing back and, and the wider centre arse. It was wow. Which yeah. is exactly how Wigan played against us. Yeah. Exactly. It was a, it was almost like watching some of the balls that were being played. It was almost like a carbon copy of of how Wigan played, uh, minus the end product ultimately. Um 
and that does seem to be a, be a notorious weakness for us. Them them long balls, just in behind the the fullbacks, just in front of the uh, the, the wide centre halves. So, be interesting to see how that pans out over the course of the season and whether that is is addressed um, or whether teams keep keep playing it. Um, Carl, have you got anything uh, anything else to to add into your pre-match presser? No, I, I, I just think that um, we will almost certainly not see a change of formation. I think he'll likely go with Victor and Cameron Jerome up top, personally. Because um, I think that because of there's an element of Peter Brothers' physicality, I think he, he realises that you know Cameron Jerome offers us a little bit as defensive cover in certain scenarios. So I can see, unfortunately, for a lot of people... Uh, that he may very well start on Saturday, which I think will be his first start. It will uh, certainly be interesting in a somber, in a somber uh, <laughs> light, doesn't it? But yeah, this might be. Certainly be interesting. Is it going to, to get say. worse before? It, is it going to get worse before it gets better? This current situation that we found ourselves in. Yeah, it could potentially. Yeah, of course, yeah. Could get a lot worse, <coughs> but, but I think it was it David Green put in the comments earlier in on Twitter. Um, gotta get behind them, gotta get Sorry, behind them. We've got to do our bit, we've got to do our bit. That's what that's we can do. It. That's the only given you just gotta get behind them, yeah, Fight your think, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And on that note, we will uh, we'll close off today's episode. So thank you all very much for joining us. Thanks for being as vocal as ever in the live chat. And if you are listening back on Spotify and want to get involved with the live episodes, then you can do. Um, head over to our Twitter to find out when all the episodes are. But head over to our YouTube channel as well. It's the Fan Zone Pod. If you subscribe over there, it helps us out massively. Um, so, yeah, get involved. And, uh, and thanks, everyone, for joining us. We uh we massively appreciate it. Well, give and the video, we'll give the video a like as well. If you could. Like and indeed. subscribe. Oh, and yeah. Come on, get the same attention. Maybe yeah, you just don't like it. it. Even That's if you why. don't like it, like it. You don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> that makes sense. But subscribe instead. Subscribe. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, but until next time, we will uh, catch you all later and uh, and take care. Thank you very keep much. Keep the faith, as Jack Deirdre says. Keep the faith. Come on, indeed. Come on, you white men. <laughs>